So welcome to another fantastic, fabulous, spectacular show of My Orgasmic Life. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Gaia Morissette. And today's episode is brought to you by Tickle.life. All right, so I have one of my favorite people. Um, before we even hit record, we've been laughing for the last 10 minutes nonstop um, about being ridiculous. So this should be <laughs> a lot of fun. I know, it's true, it's true. Who, who would have thought that? <laughs> so as you all know, I always let my guests introduce themselves, um, and I'll be fully, I'm going to do full disclosure here. It's because I'm horrible at remembering people's names or pronouncing them properly. <laughs> so, <laughs> and people are really sensitive about that. They hate when their names are pronounced wrong. So I've just let people, other people do it. <laughs> yeah, that's just one more thing I love about you, <laughs> because I am that same person. Names are tricky, but I usually get mine right, so that's good. Anyway, so my name is Allison Donaghy, and I am just so thrilled to be here with you, Gaia, because we've got, you've been on my show a couple of times, yeah. and I just love your energy. I love the way you show up, so being here at this ridiculous hour in my morning um, has been such a treat for me. I'm just... Uh, this is gonna be fun. I can't wait. Which is great. So, um, who are like? What do you do? Oh like, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you want to play, and I'm so happy you want to frolic with me this morning. Um, <laughs> that means that, let's tell the audience who you are. <laughs> oh, that little bit of information. Okay. So I'm still Allison. Um, I own a company called Domino Thinking. I live on the west coast of BC. I just adopted a tripod dog from India and he is teaching me so, so much. But with Domino Thinking, a lot of the stuff that I talk about has to do with worthiness. And uh, it's because I believe that worthiness is the foundation of every single thought, action, everything that we do. And so I love talking about it. I think it is so important. And I think once we can get that under control, life just starts flowing a lot better. Mm -hmm. Which is what brings us to what we're going to talk about today. We're going to have a great conversation about worthiness. So I want to start with, let's frame what that word means to each of us. All right, mm. let's, get, let's give that a framework for our, our listeners. And before, before I do that, I'm going to go over and check on our uh, you know, fans that are hanging out with us over at Facebook. Um, so while I do that, you want to start? Go sure, ahead. Sure, Yeah. And I, I love that you suggest that because there's always so much misinformation that happens when one person thinks a term means something to them, not mm -hmm. right or wrong. It just means something to them. And then somebody else is coming from a different angle. And then we have conflict, not because we have conflict, but because we don't understand or have agreement on the term we're talking about. So I love the fact that you did that. So worthiness is sort of how we feel we have a right to be here, how we show up in the world. And we can get it one of two ways. We can get our worth internally, understanding that we were born miraculous. So we don't look at a baby and say, oh yeah, no, not a miracle at all, right? <laughs> we look at babies and go, whoa, like we had sex and this happened? Like this is amazing, right? You know, because you've had nine months to adjust to the idea of it. That helps too. Um, yes. <laughs> But so when we are born in all of our splendor, we are inherently worthy. We have a right to be here. We have earned that right from that sperm swimming the fastest. And so then we are born and the world tells us we're just not good enough. 
And so then we spend the rest of our life trying to explain to the world how we are good enough to get the world to approve of us. And this is where that external worthiness sits. And when we are trying to get our worth from out there, it is temporary, it's fleeting, and it's not sustainable. Yeah. That means that, hey, Gaia, I need you to laugh at my joke because if you don't, then I'm not funny and then I'll feel like I'm not worthy. And so then, right? And so now my yeah. happiness is tied up in you laughing at my joke or whatever yeah. the case may be. Exactly. And so when we want to get to that place of internal worthiness, it's just so that we can be in this place where I am okay, regardless of what is happening out there. Mm -hmm. And folks listening, this is not a destination. It is a journey for the rest of your life. So you just settle in, figure out techniques of staying in that lane. Um, but it's, there's so many layers to everything we feel that oh, absolutely. we can lose our worth in, in a moment without even understanding it happened. And for me, the, and those are fantastic points for me, the word worthiness um, I would say I kind of equate it to unconditional love, like this mm. piece around, you know, <clears throat> you are love a bull, period, right? It's that whole like the end. It's not because and if and, you know, when you do this, it's just you are lovable, period. You yeah. know, you are worthy to exist in your perfectness of who you are, period. Not, not because you do something, not because you are something, not because you show up in a certain way. Does that mean you're worthy? You're just, your existence is perfect. The end. And the that's end. a sperm swam the fastest. That's, that's amazing. That's just, and that's it. That, that's, that's, that's the only requirement of worth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I think, you know, even, the concept is like, okay, well, how do we drop into that concept? Because in theory, it's like, oh yeah, of course, except mm -hmm. for how, how deeply does that not exist within each and every one of us, mm -hmm. right? Oh. It doesn't. It, it's like we, we're born and then people start telling us we aren't worthy. We aren't worthy unless we do this. We aren't worthy. We aren't worthy. We aren't worthy except for if, when, and how. And so when we really, so basically our whole lives, our school systems are set up for that. Like everything is set up. Like we're set up to basically say you suck. <laughs> and unless you do, <laughs> unless you do what exactly these things. Yeah. That doesn't work either. Yeah. Yeah. No. Ask any perfectionist. It just doesn't work. No. And it's, it's not sustainable. And we have this, um, even if the person in front of us has no intention of making us feel unworthy, we can still interpret it that way. So that's just yet another layer of how we lose our worth mm -hmm. or feel like we're losing our worth. So if a parent says to a child, you know, this was a really great story. And I just think if you spent a little bit more time of it, it could have been so amazing because I've heard your stories before. And I wonder if maybe you just didn't put as much into this one. Or something along those lines. Yep. It's not a parent saying you suck, right? Yep. It's a parent saying you have potential. Like, let's step into that. Let's have some pride behind what we're doing and work really hard at it. So not necessarily inherently trying to rob you of your worth, but when we're on the receiving end of it, because it's some random Tuesday and we didn't like our breakfast, we're like, oh, you never think I'm good enough. 
right? So even when the world is not telling us we're not good enough, we can still interpret it that way. Well, I think it's that filter. Like I always like to look at it as like every amount of data that comes into us is all through a filtering system, right? Mm -hmm. And that filtering system basically tells us there's what that person says. And then by the time we go through our filters, (laughs) there's what we interpret that person said. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And there and. A lot of times what the person actually said with their intention behind what they were saying was coming from a place of good and love and all that kind of stuff. But because it goes through all of our filters of things and what comes out is like you were saying, so you don't think I'm good enough. You don't think that I, you know, that I, I worked hard enough on that. You, what, what? And so we, it's our perception. And so that's another piece of this whole like concept of worthiness is that, Mm -hmm. There's our perception of us not being worthy, and then there's us not feeling worthy, which is why we perceive everybody doesn't think we're worthy. Yeah. Yeah. And now we have to do all of, jump through all these hoops to prove to them that we're worthy, when in fact, the only person we need to prove it to is ourselves. And all we have to do is just accept that our sperm rocked and got to us the fastest. Like it, we complicate all of it and it does get really layered. And that's why I say this is a lifetime thing. It's not like winning a gold medal and you're done and you can just put it on your shelf for the rest of your life and keep referencing it. It, this is about getting through all of those layers and I, I do this work all the time and something will happen. I'll be like, Whoa, where did that feeling come from? I don't even know where I didn't even know that was a thing for me. Right. And then I'm like called up on a ball on the floor crying because I have no worth. Like, no, that's no way of, you know, we can't see it that all of that growth is erased because some unexpected thing happened on that random Tuesday. Let's talk about that random Tuesday. Okay. Because I, I, I want to go there. I want to go down into the rabbit hole of like how, you know, <laughs> you know, because a lot of that place of, especially that self-worth space, right? And doing that self-worth healing, it's like we often then we can move out in the world and we have this air about us, this confidence about us because we aren't worrying about the external representations of whether or not we're worthy or not worthy and and all these pieces however even saying that i think it's important to also say and sometimes we fall down and curl up in the fetal position and start fucking crying because (laughs) we have a moment where we feel like we aren't worthy or good enough and i want to share i want to showcase that you know um you tell your story i'll tell mine i have one recently so if you want to (laughs) go Well, before we get into that, though, I want to talk about, um, because often when we find ourselves in the space of lacking worth, we feeling like a victim. Yes. Right. And then we re-victimize ourselves by staying there. Yes. Uh, And then it becomes, they're doing this to me, which is like another form of victimization. So just to be clear, victimization is real, Mm -hmm. right? Bad things happen and we are going to feel like a victim at times. Mm-hmm. That those two things, not like they're going to happen, right? When we decide to pitch a tent and move into that neighborhood of feeling like a victim, it, that's beyond just going through the process of working through it. Now yeah. we're in victimhood. Yeah. And victimhood is a really unhealthy place to live because that is a constant state of they are doing this to me. If only they would do this. Why can't they just, right? 
Mm-hmm. So to be clear of those three things, I think is really important because I don't ever want somebody saying, oh my God, somebody raped me and I can't feel like a victim because I have worth. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way, right? There's separate concepts. If somebody rapes you, you are going to feel like a victim and that is okay. That's part of the process. That's part of the process of it, staying of there staying for the rest of, the rest of, your, of your, life. your life. That's where it's problematic. Yeah. Not moving through that process to coming to that place on the other side of moving through the victim, the survivor, and then moving into the thriving state of mm-hmm. when, and I think that's the, 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 the piece that's very different than mm-hmm. Like you said, moving in, pitching a tent, and then taking that as you're like, well, this happened, so it's everybody else's fault, and this is how I'm going to protect myself, and that's how I'm going to keep feeling the feelings and all of the things. And so, yeah, that's a very different world. Yeah. And that in itself is a whole show, is having (laughs) a conversation about being in that, moving into victimhood. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is not a nice neighborhood to live in. No, but it's also one that's supported and encouraged in our society. And so that's another piece of that is that, oh, yeah, it, like there's so many payoffs that kind of anchor in a little bit into the false sense of worthiness, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like I get attention, I get support, I get the f- people you know, going out of their way to help me, which makes me feel like I'm worthy, which makes me feel like I'm special, which makes me feel like I'm loved, right? So, so staying in victimhood has a lot of payoffs to fill, to falsely fill, because they're not real, they're perceived, right? It to fill those, those feelings that, that emptiness inside us of that we're still searching for this worthiness, but externally instead of internally. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, it isn't really significant distinction because you get into like that trauma sharing when you're in this victimhood state and then you're trying to one up people mm-hmm. and then you might notice your story is growing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Because somebody else said something and you're like, oh my God, they're getting the attention now. I have to build on my story. Right. And now you've created this story, about an event that isn't even accurate anymore. And you're mm-hmm. still feeling a victim about that story. And it's so dangerous and trying to get your worth from somebody else is manipulation, right? So if I need you, (laughs) right, I am going to try to manipulate you to get you to do what I want you to do because I have a right to tell you how to show up in the world, right? Um, I'm going to try to tell you who you are, how you're supposed to show up so that I can feel worthy. And if you're not doing it, I'm going to manipulate you. I'm going to say nasty things to you until you back down and I feel like powerful and I'm winner. Right. So, and there's, yeah. And that whole, that whole piece around manipulation to get your fix. And that's, and that's what it is. Like when we, when we move into victim land, (laughs) city of victim, right. When we move there, Um, We need our daily fix in order for our survival. And so as just like a drug addict, you will do and say anything to get your fix. Mm -hmm. And that's really what ends up happening. And when we, we manipulate others to get our fix, then we actually are technically victimizing someone else. Oh, we're for sure doing that. 
right? We are, we are, it's not consensual. It's not a consensual agreement that says, Hey, you know what? I'm feeling really low. Can you boost my self-worth and self-esteem right now? You, you know, like if you say that, that's okay. And the other person- That's internal worth. That's that's, saying, I need this. this. Are you able to do it? Are you able to do it? And then you also give them the option of saying, yes, I can, or no, I can't. And they are allowed to say, no, they can't. Mm -hmm. And then you move on to the next person that you have in your roster that you can actually get your needs met from. But that's about owning it. That's Mm -hmm. very different than setting up, setting the stage to manipulate the situation so that you can get your feeling and your fix. Mm-hmm. And you cannot slip into that. Um, I, I'm not feeling good right now, and I really need you to f- make me feel better. Can you do that? Can you do that, please? Like, I really, if you don't do that for me, I don't know what's going to happen. It's so easy to fall into that into that lane, right? And now you're manipulating again. I believe that our worthiness is the foundation of everything else in our life is built on that. So you either want your hot life built on sand and this slippery space of not getting that value that you deserve from people or being okay regardless of having this really good solid foundation. And, you know, Brene Brown's work around um, vulnerability, fantastic work. I absolutely love it. But if your worth is not intact, your vulnerability becomes manipulation. I'm going to be vulnerable to you right now because I need you to say to me, oh my God, poor you. If my worth is intact, I can tell the story without needing anything from you. Yes. And I think that's the piece about, so for everybody who's listening, because this is like advanced, let's be, let's be honest about this. this is like advanced concepts and constructs of like, we haven't been taught, like nowhere have we been taught this type of communication, this type of interaction, this type of, you know, connection with other people. So good rule, I always say is, when I'm talking, what's my intention? What is it that I'm, why am I saying this? Why am I choosing it to say it this way? What am I doing with my body language? What am I doing and what is the outcome I'm looking for? Mm-hmm. If there is an outcome, have I asked for that outcome, with, which means the consent part of it? If it's an outcome I have not asked for, and I'm, try- I'm manipulating the situation, that's what it is. I'm manipulating the situation. Mm-hmm. And that's not clean. That's not clear. That's not within clean intention. Yeah. You know, which therefore does not support my true internal self-worth. Because if I have, like you said, if I have that foundation of I, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good internally, no matter what, then it doesn't really matter if that, exter- I'm not looking for the external outcome. Yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm not needing that, that fix. You're not going to make, I don't need you to make me feel funny. I don't need you to make me feel special. I don't need you to make me feel sexy. I don't need you to make me feel beautiful. I don't, I don't need you to make me feel anything. You know, if you feel those things, great. Those are added bonuses, <laughs> but, <laughs> right, yeah. but it's yeah. not like the end of the day, I don't need it in order to be able to step into that worth place because mm-hmm. I am worthy the end. I like it. Full stop. As the yeah. Brits would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So any pieces of, you know, um, any advice that you would give anybody? around how to just first because this is all we talked about a lot of different concepts here but just Mm -hmm. just to lean into like one of those concepts you have any tips 
Um, well, further to what you were saying too about sort of checking in, one of the questions that you can ask yourself is just like, where's my worth coming from right now? Mm-hmm. Is my worth coming from being right? Is my worth coming from shutting you up? Is my worth coming from like, where, where is my worth coming from? And so for some people that just keeps them in that worthiness awareness, which is um, quite helpful as well. Uh, one of the other things too, is understanding how we co-create our experiences. So I call that my part. And how are you showing up? Because every single interaction is a dance. So what steps are you getting right or getting wrong in that dance without shame or blame? Like we're all learning here, people. So there's no reason to go, oh my God, I suck at this. Because no, we all, you know, we all excel at it and we all suck at it sometimes. And that's all okay, right? Um, it's part of the journey. It is, it is. But it is really hard to own your behavior in a situation and feel like a victim, Mm -hmm. right? So Mm -hmm. if you're having an argument with somebody and you say, whoa, like, I'm really sorry. I I came from a really ugly place because I didn't like my breakfast this morning. And I, I apologize. I should not have treated you that way. When we are saying this stuff from a really healthy place, we can't feel like, oh my God, why did they get mad at me? It's not fair. They're always mad at me. They, they can't coexist. So yeah. start owning your part in it. I promise you, you have a part in all of it. Even yes. if it's you were randomly walking down a street when that piano fell on your head, you still chose to walk down that street. Did you deserve a piano falling on your head? No. Mm-hmm. But if you hadn't walked down that street, it wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. Right? So if we can just assume that we have played a part in everything, <laughs> right? I'm laughing. Okay. So the reason I'm laughing right now is because, uh, first of all, yes, I 100% agree that everything we do, every experience we have, we play a part in it. And without judgment, without the judgment of whether or not that makes us right or wrong, it just is, it just is. So dropping into, I love that because dropping into that concept alone is game changer because you now, it's like you said, you cannot exist within those two. You can't be a victim and blaming everybody else and also believe that you had a part to play. They, they don't, they can't hang out with each other. They just, your brain would explode. Like it just does happen. Yeah. So the minute you stop, stop blaming the world and blaming everyone else and blaming society and blaming, 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 and you take a moment to take a breath and say, okay, what part did I play in this? It shatters everything that we are moving from. And it allows us this beautiful space of empowerment. Mm-hmm. Well, and it allows us to own and, and acknowledge that part of us that made that choice. Like, I like to think that all of our voices in our heads, because I have a lot and I'm sure everybody else does too. And we yep. just don't always talk about it that way. If we assume that we are all going somewhere on a bus together, and this is our meat suit is our bus, and we have all of these voices sitting in all of these seats... So that person that snapped at, you know, snapped at my son, that person lives on this bus too. Uh-huh. And if I can see that person, because being seen is a fundamental human need. If I can see that part of me and go, wow, you're having a really bad day. I'm so sorry. Let me, let me help fix this with you. Uh-huh. Right. 
We are seeing that part of ourselves that behaved poorly and still loving on it. Right? And we can also then do what we need to do to course correct it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think that's the piece of it is that that's where that empowerment piece comes. Like it's like no longer does shit just happen. It's like you now are like, oh, shit happened. And now I know why shit happened. And now I can do some course correction around that, how, whatever mm -hmm. that is, behavioral modification, mindset work, mm -hmm. uh, getting more sleep, <laughs> making sure I eat breakfast because I was hangry, like whatever <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. You know? And so it's, and if, but when we start shaming that person in us that reacted poorly, right? And to be like, oh my God, you're so stupid. Why did you behave that way? That's absolutely terrible. Think about like when a dog gets hit too many times, it starts to cower and then it bites, mm -hmm. right? And so when we don't take care of all these voices in our heads and acknowledge their existence and their desire to truly just keep us safe, even if it's destructive, that's still their goal. Um, we are turning those parts of us into these angry dogs mm -hmm. by not seeing them. And so you are doing yourself such a favor to acknowledge that that person is part of you as well, trying to keep you safe. And it's like, all right, loving up on you right now. However, we can't continue behaving like this. Well, and I also like, so you talk about the bus and you know, the voices, mm -hmm. I call it my inner children sanctuary, right? So it's the same concept though, right? It's like yeah. the aspects of who we are and how we manifest those aspects of who we are. And we need to love and honor and accept in, in line with the whole coming back to that worthiness piece. If we are worthy and lovable period concept, then that means all of who we are and all that we do is worthy. Yeah. And so there's a reason behind why we behave and why we act and why we do without judgment but an acknowledgement, but yet self-acceptance of it. You know, it's like that, like, I love you. However, we can set boundaries and parameters. It's not okay to go around kicking people. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's, <laughs> let's figure out what's making you upset right yes, now. No, right? Exactly. So it's not for bad behavior. No, no. It's, 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 but it, yet it's also not shaming and, and, basically trying to cut that part out of you and suppress that part of you. And because that shit never works well. <laughs> that dirt you're sweeping under the rug just keeps getting in a dirty rug. Yeah. <laughs> bigger and bigger and bigger until you trip over the rug. Oh yeah. And then it's going to be the rug's fault. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid rug. <laughs> right. If you hadn't so much dirt under you, I would have tripped on you. It's all your fault. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I like, I like, so let's go back to that, what you're talking about of the piece around where am I getting my worth from? Cause I think we need to draw, I, I'd love to drop deeper into that. Like, what does that mean? So for, for you and I, we're like, oh, we get mean, it's this, this, and this, but for the, for the audience. So like for me, when you say that, I think, okay, so I get my worth from how much money I make. I get my worth from, you know, my job. I get my worth from like, these are the, 
those external pieces. I get my worth from, you know, being married. I get my worth from my kids, you know. So there's just, those are just some pieces. You want to add a bunch of that to that list so that people can understand what we're talking about. The car <laughs> I drive, the education I have, the neighborhood I live in, the number of trips I've taken, the number of properties I own, how many divorces I've had, all of it, right? Everything that exists beyond here, right? that is everything out there and that will never be sustainable internally because at the same, at the end of the day, we all end up on a deathbed, us and death and that's it. So when you're reflecting back at your life, your house isn't there to console you. Mm-mm. Your alimony check isn't there to console you. None of that stuff. All it is is you and how you showed up in your life. That is where you want to make sure you're making choices today so that when you and death are hanging out in bed together, you are able to say, yeah, I, I did some really great things. I feel good about how I showed up in the world. Mm-hmm. That doesn't come from stuff. Mm-mm. And it doesn't come from external people either. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. so, you know, so I think that's when you, when you ask that, where is my self-worth coming from? So we kind of, we covered the stuff side. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's then the next level of that is the people, right? So, mm. you know, the relationships we have, the external like self-worth coming from them, you know. Yeah. Even the um, beliefs that we carry, right? Like when I think about way back when, when I was a single mom on welfare, I used to get super vocal about pro-choice. And I still believe in pro-choice. I just don't need to get vocal about it anymore. But for me, what it meant for me back then is there was freedom, there was choice, there was righteous indignation. I was a single mother on welfare. I had no freedom. I had no choice. And I certainly didn't have a right to be indignant. Mm -hmm. And so I attached myself to a belief in an inflated way to fulfill those needs that I wasn't getting elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Now, now that I'm healthier, I understand that I did have freedom because freedom exists in your mind. I did have choice because, it, but at the time I felt so inundated with external impact that I, I didn't have any of those things. And I wasn't connected to my internal worth. As I started my business, as I started making money, as I started having more freedom, as I started having more choices, I became a lot less vocal about pro-choice. Because it wasn't pro-choice I was fighting for. It was my right to have freedom and choice, mm-hmm. which I didn't feel I had in my life. And it had nothing to do with whether or not I wanted an abortion or should have the right to decide if I wanted an abortion. Granted, that played a part of it. But if there was another belief that could have gotten me freedom and choice, I probably would have latched onto that as well. Because it was lacking in my life. And I find we do that a lot. This is not to say your beliefs are bad, but you have to be able to exist outside of your belief and still be okay. I think, and I love that statement that you just made. You have to go outside of X, doesn't matter, where belief, stuff, people. And the key is that you know that you're okay. And mm-hmm. I think that's the, if we were to capture what it means to be, have self-worth and, and be in that stable, worthy place, <laughs> it's that true knowing in who we are Mm -hmm. that no matter what we are okay yeah yeah we don't have to make that facebook book comment to feel okay we're okay whether we do it or not right 
we're okay whether we had that whippy or uh, witty con uh, comeback or not now you know those times when you have something somebody says something to you and you're just like so shocked and then for the next three days you're like oh my god i could have said this oh i could have said that oh i could have said that right that's not all that hating on yourself you need to be okay whether you said those things or not yeah. Because you are okay whether you said those things or not. In fact, you may even be better having not said some of those really nasty things that came to mind two days later. Okay. So let's end the show with uh, our vulnerability of like, what's a, a place where, you know, you've, uh, you know, your self-worth was challenged and you were curled up in the fetal position crying. <laughs> oh my God. Just pick any Just day. Just recently. Mike. Recently, <laughs> um, I'll have to say about this COVID stuff, mm. right? Like back when it first happened, I had a really horrible weekend. I felt like this was happening to me. Like it was personal, right? Mm. COVID just happened. Whether I was alive or not would make zero difference to whether or not COVID was going to happen. And yet I spent a couple of days because I was worried about how it was going to impact my life and my business. And I was just like, oh my God, if a, a virus can take my life out, I haven't built a good life here. And I spent a lot of time just hanging out in that muck, taking something that wasn't personal, very personal. Mm -hmm. I had to work my way through it. And honestly, it took a couple of days for me to get to a healthy place again. Now, I wasn't wrong in feeling those feelings. No. It happened. It was a disaster. You know, I didn't know what was going to happen with my business. I was really worried. But a lot of the things that was happening in that, I know I was taking personal. Mm -hmm. Right? And I didn't need to. Work through it. And there are still times. Like, my primary business is seasonal. I don't know what's going to happen in fall when we have to start going back in people's homes. Right. So I do have those times of like, Oh, but I'm far more proactive now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in the worth part of it, I mean, yeah, the definitely the taking the part taking it personally part, where was the fear of the worth part? How did that, how did that transpire? I felt that everything I built, I I was, you know, I didn't do it secure enough. I didn't save Mm. enough money. I didn't have enough of a safety net. Um, I hadn't been smart enough. I Mm. should have maybe picked a different career. How could I have picked a career that was maybe, but then I started moving into action, Mm -hmm. right? I thought, okay, where can I put all of this energy into something more constructive? I built a greenhouse. Right. I was like, okay, I am going to try to have some control over a food source. <laughs> yes. I honestly don't know if anything's going to actually produce anything because <laughs> this is my first try and that's okay too. Yep. Um, you know, I started looking at my business differently. I started becoming really proactive saying, okay, which cracks can I start filling in my foundation here? Mm-hmm. Right. And so I started doing, I did a, a email campaign just to reach out to people, to be compassionate, to, and then jobs started coming from that. And I was like, damn, I was, that wasn't really my intention. My intention was just to do something outside of me mm-hmm. that um, would make me feel a little bit more like I was in action and a little bit more um, proactive, I guess. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing. All right. Mm-hmm. You want to hear my ugly? I would love to hear yours. <laughs> <laughs> you have the juiciest stuff. <laughs> so you, it's very interesting because it's like we're, when you were talking earlier about that whole, like, where did that come from? <laughs> piece, Right. 
So typically I, I've really, I typically have a lot of self-worth as a person, as a being. I'm like, this is who I am, take it or leave it, whatever, right? Like, you know, if you spend any time with me, you're like, yeah, yeah, she breaks all the rules and she's like, yeah, right? Mm -hmm. So, and yet what's really interesting about that is where is the worthiness in breaking all of the rules, mm. right? Mm -hmm. So once you start doing more and more of this, then you, every time I make a statement like I am this person, then I start going, huh? What, what's Am behind I, all of that? Right? Yeah, like, what, I love what, it. I just think it what, is so what, exciting. What happens if you weren't the person that broke all the rules? Right? Why is breaking the rules important to, important you? to you? Exactly. Okay. Right? So that's Are you okay if you're following a rule? Right? So, yeah. Carry on. I didn't mean to interrupt. I just get excited about this. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Now I'm going to be thinking about that for the next three days. And you're getting an, <laughs> and and you're getting your an answer. And you're going to get an answer. <laughs> via an email, a long-winded email. This is why I do that. <laughs> yeah, pay attention there, bitches. Um, but totally, yeah, okay. I, I break rules. And so yes. that's time, I've spent time with that. Why yeah. does it matter? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so I'm creating this curriculum for this new program that I've developed. And I'm trying to get it accredited. And so the person who is accrediting sends, sends this message to me saying, um, you know, this is not what we think it is, blah, blah, blah. Why would, why would somebody take this course versus just re reading about it somewhere? And all of a sudden, the ugly surfaces <laughs> of like, are you telling me I'm not smart enough? Are you telling me I'm not brilliant? Are you telling me that all this stuff? Like, I'm like, I'm like, I am angry and I am like crying. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm like, like, all of the pieces, like all of the things have come sh crashing. Where's my down. shovel? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? Has come crashing in because in that moment, of reaching that out and sending that out was the fact I needed and wanted approval. Mm. And in that approval meant that everything that I had created was worth being created. And it doesn't, I created it because it's worthy of it being created, right? And I did a lot of work and, you know, we got out of the place of, you know, fuck you and, and it's all your fault. And then fuck me because what, I didn't do it right. And then. And you your know, opinion mattered to me. And right? your opinion mattered to me. I'm taking my course. I'm going home. Right? <laughs> Get out of my sandbox. <laughs> yeah. You're not allowed to play with me because you're a jerk face. <laughs> I didn't want to be part of your thing anyway. Anyways, exactly. All of those pieces. And I went through all of those spaces. Mm -hmm. Now, the important part about this story is that the other person didn't go through that journey with me because they didn't have to go through that journey with me because it wasn't their responsibility to go through that journey That's with right. me. When I came through on the other side... <laughs> Then I wrote a really lovely email that said, well, this is the way the structure of the course is going to be. And if it's a good fit for you, great. And if it's not, that's okay too. And really not from like, well, I'm just going to go and do my own thing and fuck you. It really was from this place of like, if this works for you, great. If it doesn't, mm -hmm. that's okay. And we'll work on something else in the future. Yeah. And, but, and yet it's still also not an excuse to not actually, and, and I'm, I'm guessing you probably did this given who you are, look back at it and go, is this really what I want to be putting out? 
Is there any amount of truth to what they are saying? Oh, yes. yes, right? yes yeah. Because it's not permission to put out garbage. Mm -mm, right mm -mm. it's not permission to go oh i just called you an asshole and i think you have a fat ass on facebook and you didn't like the way i responded so i'm just you know i'm going to justify that behavior there has to be that learning piece in it and that's where that worth comes from right looking at it and going okay honestly and objectively do they have a point here mm -hmm. yes oh. or no and then who do i want to be in this situation yeah and I think it's really important that, uh, you know, through that piece for me was very much, you know, I, that's one of the things that often I, I try to always come from that place, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, hey, after I have my emotions, because <laughs> I'm human, <laughs> I have my fucking Emotions face. are good. I had to deal with all of my crazy. Um, then I'll go into like, okay, well, what are, is there valid points in there? What parts do I play in it? What parts do they play in it? Mm -hmm. Is this something that has, you know, legitimacy? Is this person particularly triggered in that moment? Was, am I triggered now that I'm not triggered anymore? Can I see it for what it actually is? Yeah. What are all the variables and the possibilities of why that person said what they said in the way that they said it. So those pieces are very much, and I'm glad that you pointed out, those pieces are very much an important part of that whole moving into that transition of then what's the next step of interaction? Yeah. You know, uh, whatever it is. And the difference between reacting. So I didn't engage when I was in all of those spaces. There was no engagement. Yeah. I called one of my girlfriends. I'm like, I'm fucking crazy. Let's work through this shit. <laughs> Is this okay with you right now? Yes, we always do that. That piece. We always right? have consent. We always have consent. I'm like, are you good? Can you hold space for me right now? And she's like, yes or no, and vice versa, you know? Yeah. So it's really so it was really beautiful of coming around to this place of, oh, okay, so that's a thing. And then I did some even deeper internal work with that um going into my inner child sanctuary having a powwow with my inner kids them being like why the fuck are you trying to get a, a you know a worthiness and, and value from others you know that that never works for us you know and yeah and they were brilliant they came up with all these really brilliant ways of showing up in the world that you know isn't about this external proving piece to the world from an academic stand i'm mm -hmm. like so yeah I feel fantastic on the other side of that. Right. And you still felt legitimately like a victim at one point, but you didn't pitch a tent there, <laughs> right? which is fantastic. And well done you. Yeah. Um, one of the other things too, that we do on this is that we start getting offended for other people. Oh yes. Right. And I don't, I don't want to miss that part of it as well. And I think I love that you had that process that you had. I love that you work through it all. I love that you had that, um, that growth experience and that opportunity because those things that you were feeling were legit. They were real to you. And you didn't at any point say, um, what I'm feeling right now isn't important. And the other thing that we can do too is take our experience and put it out there as instead of inside. If this was somebody else's experience, what would it look like to me? Mm -hmm. If I was watching this play out in a movie, how would I attribute responsibility to the situation, contribution to the situation? And how would I want those characters in the movie to act? Mm -hmm. And pulling out a gun and shooting the person is really not one of the good options. I'm just, we, we want this to be a happy movie. <laughs> 
<laughs> but back to that of being offended for other people, which I see so much of. It's so that's a really sneaky one with that like dirt under the rug kind of stuff. Because if I'm sticking up for you, I'm a good person. If I am fighting your fight, I am being thoughtful. And so I'm seeing so much of it right now is people getting outraged for other people about issues that are none of their business. Right? I had a tripod dog have, I uh, mentioned it the earlier of the show, and I was taking him for a walk one day and somebody says, what's wrong with your dog? I was offended for my dog. <laughs> like nothing's wrong with my dog. And they're like, what's oh. wrong with your face? Yeah, right? Yeah, I don't like your, I don't like your face. Which is the internal, which is that internal reaction to that experience. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I have an emotional attachment to my dog. And when something was said about my dog not walking properly and I'm like, well, and it was, it was fleeting because my worth really isn't tied up in me having this dog. Um, and then I was just like, I looked at my, and I went, oh, they weren't trying to be rude. It does look like my dog is limping because he only has three legs, but he's black. So it's really hard to see he only has three legs, right? And so when we're, when we're getting into somebody else's junk, I think it's really important to ask ourselves why. Why am I, why, I don't have a dog in this fight, so why am I in this fight? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and what is the payoff? There's always a payoff. Always. Always. We don't do anything. We don't go to work without the payoff for, you know, money. We don't volunteer without the payoff of being praised. We don't, you know, like there's always, always a payoff or we wouldn't do anything. And in yep. doing nothing, there's also a payoff. <laughs> so, Well, we can utilize that in, in so many different ways. We can use it as victim. We can use it as martyr. We can like, we, it's all currency. <laughs> Everything we do is currency. And why yeah. do we do it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. So what's the one thing that you wish you could have told yourself when you were younger that you know now? Uh, You were born a miracle. Your sperm swam the fastest, like, because it comes, that's all that matters, Mm -hmm. right? All, everything else is just lipstick on the pig, right? Like it's none of that um, is as significant as I thought it was right? They out there, those imaginary people who might have an opinion about me, they weren't as important as I thought they were because I was miraculous. I am miraculous. Mm-hmm. And I, I really hope people that are paying, listening to this, pay attention to that because you also are miraculous and you are also that little baby when people were looking at you going, whoa, wow, you're still that. It's not about creating something that doesn't exist. You already have that in you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. What would I tell myself? Hmm. I would tell myself that you're perfect. Uh, the end. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do, you don't have to be, you don't have to say, you don't have to look, you don't have to have mm-hmm. just perfect. The end. Yeah. yeah. And that's a tough one, right? Because we're also taught that nothing's perfect. So how do we hold that thought that perfection doesn't exist and giving us ourselves the, the opportunity to fail and yet still think we're perfect, right? Mm-hmm. But you're perfect in the way that you're failing because you're perfect, right? That, it's a tough one. Yeah. So that, that, would be, that, would be this, that would be the gift that I would have given my younger self, you know, mm-hmm. is that don't waste so much energy 
time and resources into this construct yeah. of trying to be worthy. You already are. Yeah. And the people out there, they're just muddling through their own crap too. And it's, I think it's easy when we understand that we're perfect and we have to understand that they're perfect. Right. Do and there's a difference like between there's a difference. And I always love to say there is a difference between um, accepting someone's perfection as who they are versus choosing to have them a part of your life or agreeing with their philosophies or mm -hmm. agreeing with the way that they move in the world <laughs> or, you know, if any of those things, like those are two different things. Like you can be a perfect human being and a, I may not get along with you and that's okay that I don't get along with you. I don't have to get along with you. Yeah. Um, but like my prime minister, I get to vote against him next time. Like I always have. <laughs> I don't have to spend an awful lot of time because he doesn't know I exist. Right. So I can spend all of this time ranting and raving about him or freaking out, whatever. There's not much raving. Um, I can spend all this time, but it, what does it accomplish? Right. So it's like, it's yeah. not really it's any not of my business. Right. You're, you're, it's like, you got your thing over there. I got my thing over here. I'm responsible for my shit. You're responsible for your shit. And it's none of my business what you're doing over there. Yeah. What is part of my business is how to set some parameters and boundaries of the, how you're going to interact with me. That part I get yeah. to play in that dance, but mm -hmm. the rest of it, no, it's yeah. none of my business. I do believe that we do have to, at some time, at some point, stand up for injustice. Yes. Like this isn't about the world can fall apart and I'm okay, right? It's sometimes there is, like I've got this thing on my desktop. What does it say? It says, oh, hang on a second. Uh, my friend Maude once said, there are times when you must speak, not because you're going to change the other person, but because if you don't speak, they have changed you, right? So there are times in the world when somebody out there is doing something and you have to take that inventory and go, can I stand by and let yeah. this just be their problem, right? Or do I have a responsibility because I'm sharing this rock floating through the sky with other people? Right. So always, always, always though, come back to where's your worth coming from? What are you doing? Like, why does this matter? And a lot of it, you're absolutely right. It's their stuff, like the petty minor stuff, right? Yeah. But, but major injustices, but I think it's also comes back to what is your intention behind this? Yeah. Are you genuinely doing this because you see an injustice that you are like, no, I'm going to stand up for this injustice. Mm -hmm. Or are you standing up for this injustice because it gives you street cred and it gives you this and it gives you this and it gives yeah. you this and it gives you this. And it, again, that's not clean. Mm -hmm. So that's not it's like walking down the street and there's somebody that's kicking a dog, right? Yeah. I, it's none of my business. And yet, will I be able to live with myself if I don't say, whoa, stop, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Right. If somebody is spitting gum out on the side of the road and I'll say something, I can probably live with myself. Somebody else might not be able to, right? So it is that assessing um, what is part of your core value and what, and what is just you trying to get your worth. Like if I go over there and you spat your gum on the street and that's not okay. Is that coming from a healthy place? Is that coming from a place of worth, right? So really it, it is so individual and what's going to work well for you is not going to work well for the next person and vice versa. Yeah. 
Yeah, stay in your lane. Know what that lane is. Understand um, what is going to stop you from being able to look in the mirror. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also think that being the beacon of what it is, like there's different ways in which we can make world change, right? Mm-hmm. And there, and every layer of that has a purpose, right? Mm-hmm. There's the, you know, the, the, the front runners that are angry and make a lot of noise to get everybody listening to the thing. Then there's the, you know, the change makers that kind of come in that are, you know, a little more like, you know, play a little bit nicer with others, you know, and then there's the sustainability of whatever it is that that change that we're trying to do on a global level to Mm -hmm. exist. And everybody has their role in which we play best in those roles. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important for us to know what that is. And when it comes, and again, I, I really love that piece around when you are doing something, what is your intention behind your doing it? doesn't matter what we're talking about, whether it's fighting for injustice, whether it's standing up for yourself, whether it's for, uh, you know, asking um, a waiter for something. It doesn't really matter from like major to minor. Let's take a moment and say, what is the payoff? For me to know what the payoff is, I know if I'm in line with what my core values are, or I am basically manipulating, or like there's a, and it sometimes the answer, and I'll, I'm gonna, I'm like totally gonna own this shit. I'm gonna totally own this moment. Sometimes my intentions aren't always honorable. What? Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, (laughs) They're not always honorable. (laughs) But, I know that they're not honorable and I'm choosing to do what I'm doing Mm -hmm. with intention that has an outcome that I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. And the difference in all of that is that it is empowerment because of the awareness behind it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're not talking about always being light and fluffy and rainbows and unicorns and blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) And that you're always like, honorable and your intentions are always clean and blah 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 but i do that's think not human that's not human and i do think though it's important just to be aware of what it is and the mm-hmm. more and that's that lifetime journey right the more yeah. we are aware of what we do the better it is whether it's for yeah. you know the greater good or not for or for our own personal gain sometimes they're yeah. both the same thing <laughs> Ultimately, sometimes that's the best, that's yes. the best when our personal agenda works with the global agenda. <laughs> so, so perfect. But nice congruency there. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, yeah. And it's not about giving ourselves permission to be shitheads. No. Right. It's saying that sometimes, yeah, I said something that was pretty shitty and I did it for really shitty reasons and I'm owning that as opposed to I get to be a social justice warrior and trash everybody all the time. Like, are you proud of being that person? Right. And some people are, but I I wonder how deep that pride is. Like some people are like, yeah, I spent like six hours on Facebook yesterday, just putting people in their place. Is that healthy? I don't know. Is that, is that how you want to contribute to the world? Is that where you think change and progress and love is going to happen? Um, well, so and, what's, and, again, and if your answer is yes, that is my purpose on the planet is to trash every single person that shows up on Facebook. Okay. 
when you're 90 and you're on your deathbed and you look back at your life, are you going to be proud of that life? And if the answer is yes, go hard. Yeah. It's part of your journey. Yeah. I would not want to be inside that body because it would hurt my head. It would hurt my soul, but I'm not that other person. Yeah. All right. So thank you for coming on the show. So how can people spend more time with you? I easiest place is my website, dominothinking.com. Uh, you know, everything's there. My podcast is there. My social media contact, my, my email is there. If you have any questions or anything like reach out, I answer all of my emails. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. So thanks everybody for listening. I hope you were inspired. Your brain was like exploding a little bit. That's always a good sign that, you know, we hit some buttons, which, you know, is always fun. Always fun. <laughs> <laughs> So thanks for listening to My Orgasmic Life. Uh, you can find me on all the social media platforms under Gaia Morissette and uh, Empress Gaia. For all your sexual wellness needs, you can find me at succulentliving.com. For all your BDSM needs and education, you can find me at empressgaia.com. And don't forget to follow My Orgasmic Life on your favorite um, podcasting platforms. And I have my own little app, so you can take me with you always on your phone. <laughs> Because <laughs> who doesn't need more of me in your day? <laughs> right? And if you find what I contribute to your life as beneficial, then I lovingly invite you to support my life by joining my Patreon account. All right. That's it. That's all. I love you and have a great day until our next show. Oh, actually, I lied. Uh, don't forget to check out Tickle.Life's podcast, which I also host. Sometimes I forget to talk to you about that, guys. Um, where I interview experts around their own personal journeys around sex, relationships, kink, masturbation, trauma, you name it. So we get to, you know, if you're a good, if you like to be a voyeur, it's a great show to listen to. All right. Now that's it. That's all. Bye-bye. Love yous. <laughs>